0: People of Earth, attention. This is the Mutual Audio Network.
1: The following audio
2: drama is rated PG for parental guidance recommended. You are listening to an Eric Busby production.
3: First Officer's log continued. The first time I learned of warfare... I was still being schooled by the corporations. After all, once the fighting stops, it was the corporations that put everything back together. To do this effectively, you had to understand just what people were fighting over in the first place. Strip out the dates in the folklore and you find certain constants. Food, water, survival, power. Our planet's dwindling resources Even with the better means of fuel available, some still relied upon oil and were willing to fight to the death over it. But people found other reasons to take up arms against one another. Some went to war over belief systems. Their higher power, their philosophy, was the one true faith. Cavemen with binary logic. So anyone who disagreed had to die. However, in the case of the Second Civil War of the United States, the conflict was based in the most fluid of all ideologies, politics.
2: Far Horizons. Season 2, Episode 2, My Name is Ruin, written by Eric Busby.
4: Okay, people, how are we holding up?
3: The hole is sealed up tight. They're not getting in. What's the odds of them figuring a way in?
0: I'm not certain. Donna and I are keeping a close eye on them. So, they're obviously not like zombies from those old movies back home.
3: No, there's a guiding intelligence behind them. Remember the head that Dr. Stark brought back? It could talk.
5: Oh, yeah. What, whatever happened to that thing? Whatever was controlling it left after a while. And believe me, I was ever so grateful, it kept asking me annoying questions.
4: Such as?
5: What's the best way to cook a human body? Do we taste anything like chicken? Have I ever seen a talking polar bear? <laughs> around the clock with questions like that, it
0: just wouldn't shut up. But you said whatever was behind it left. What happened to the head then?
5: Nothing. It just became inert, lifeless, not that it was really alive to start with.
4: Sam, do you know how many are outside right now? (sighs) More than a thousand, with more coming
5: all the time. As, As long as we keep them out of the bell, we should
1: be safe. I'm afraid that's not our only problem. Professor Baker? Not
4: long ago, Gareth and I noted that the radiation levels have been rising. It wasn't much at first, but increasing steadily. Where is it coming from? Outside, Captain. From the dead. Their bodies are highly radioactive. Trajectory analysis suggests they've come from the northern hemisphere of this world. Ground Zero. Where this planet had its nuclear exchange. Cat, does the radiation pose any threat to us? No. Well, at least not for the moment. The Art Bell's hull can block hard radiation for the most part, but if the rad count keeps building, it will start seeping in.
5: Which means we'll start cooking from the inside out, marinating in our juices. Not funny, Doc. I'm a doctor, Mr. Reed, not a comedian. And it's Dr. Tucker, not Doc, if you don't mind.
3: We really need to get off this planet.
4: I agree, number one. Kat, how much longer before the core is at full power?
3: Just under four
4: hours. Professor, how long before radiation reaches harmful levels? If it continues at its current rate, I'd say just under two hours.
3: In other words, either we find a way off this planet soon, or we're all dead. On reflection, the fall of the United States was inevitable. A multifaceted divide had been growing between its people, fueled by a constant stirring by news media. This steady diet of digital junk food drove American citizens into one of two camps. Each faction was taught to hate the other. Tensions grew. Violence would spring up, an appeal for calm, then apathy. It was a vicious, dysfunctional cycle that lasted for decades. Then President Hannity came to power in January of 2032. His first act was to suspend the Constitution and declare himself President for life, followed by public executions of every politician who opposed his party's beliefs. Hours later, the shooting war began.
4: There has to be something you can do, Cat. A shortcut or something. A shortcut? Uh, boss, all right, even without the safety checks, we're still looking at three hours. I won't accept this. We've come too far to simply watch the clock and die. Captain!
5: Captain! Sorry. Sorry.
0: I ran all the way here. I need to start hitting the gym. What is it, Todd? We're kind of busy here. That's just it. I think I
4: have a solution. Well, don't stand on ceremony. What is it? We're kind of pressed for time. All of my
5: systems
1: are fully operational.
0: Just as I expected. Now then, if I'm not mistaken, and I very rarely am... You're capable of monitoring and, if need be, taking full control of the Art Bell?
5: Affirmative.
0: Are you able to make adjustments to the engine core? Again, affirmative. How long would it take you to bring it up to full power? Given the Art Bell's primitive nature... Uh,
5: Primitive?
0: I should be able to bring the power core to full operational status within one hour and two minutes ship time.
4: What? That's... that's... not... possible.
0: Engineer, Cat, I mean no insult, but the Art Bell's power core is a simple atomic motor. I have compiled methods to optimize a controlled nuclear reaction.
4: But we are talking about the laws of physics here.
0: Universal constants? You, you can't just speed them up. At our tech level, I agree, Cat, but Jeeves has access to information from races far more advanced.
4: Jeeves, how long before rad levels reach terminal levels for the crew?
0: Calculating... <laughs> One hour, seven minutes.
4: Cutting it close. Okay, we'll do it. Jeeves, this is a command authorization. Take full control of the ship's power core and get it up and running.
0: I hear, and
4: obey. Oh, boss, I'm not wild about this. We have no way of knowing what Jeeves is going to do. If he glitches, gets the math wrong... I understand, Cat. But either we do this now, or die slowly later. Fine. Fine. But I don't like this. I'll note it in my log. Oh, that does not sound good.
3: Red alert! Alert station! Alert station!
4: This is the captain. Give me a sit rep.
3: The main cargo bay has been breached. We're being boarded. God
4: damn it. Seal the cargo bay from the rest of the ship. Seal the damn cargo bay, or the whole ship will be swarmed. That's an order, Commander.
3: The cargo bay has been sealed off,
4: sir. Good. Get Sam and anyone else you can. Arm yourselves and meet me there. I'm on my way. Yes, sir. Todd, you're with me. What? Uh, Captain, I'm a computer tech. Real guns aren't my thing. They are when I say they are. Move it, mister. Double time.
3: The Second American Civil War was nothing like the first. It was fought in every city, every town, every village. Firefights in parking lots, mass burials in neighborhood parks. America was literally tearing itself apart in rage and hatred. By then the United States was gone. A once great nation reduced to barbaric wasteland. ashes. And ruins a superpower committing suicide in the aftermath it became clear something had to be done the unified British Empire together with the help of the major corporations of the world intervened in North America the Commonwealth State of America was born law and order were restored profits were made for a time there was peace But the funny thing is, peace seems to last only so long before someone starts itching to fight again.
5: Status report. The door sealed before any of the dead could get out, Captain. But... There were still seven people still in there. I know.
4: Gareth, what about the rad count? Pretty high and
6: rising. The ship's open to the outside right now.
4: Sam, you lead the extermination squad. Gareth, you and I will get the hatch shut. Yes, sir. Here we go, people. Sam, open the door. Open fire, Gareth. Let's go. Get on that console. Close the hatch. I'll keep you covered.
6: Somehow they triggered the
1: a system override. Must have hit the wiring when they tore through the hull. How did
4: they? As fascinating as all this is, Gareth, I'd really appreciate it if you got the hatch closed.
6: What? Oh, yes. Um, uh, hang on.
4: Oh, <laughs> she's closing, sir. Very good. What about the radiation?
6: It's bad. I'm not going to lie to you. At least our exposure is minimum.
4: Good. Now let's get rid of these unwanted guests.
3: Peace in the North American Commonwealth reigned for almost a decade. Equity Corps. The corporation I would one day work for had rebuilt vital infrastructure, roads, neighborhoods, and major centers. The nation as a whole had begun to heal. Then a group started to make noise the Keepers of Liberty. They claimed America had become subjugated to the will of foreign powers, a puppet regime. They held the belief that America's destiny was to be that of the United States. Over a period of eight years, the Keepers of Liberty's membership grew. I always found it ironic. After all, America had just had its second civil war. Why not a second revolution? It became known as the Commonwealth Conflict. It did not stay contained on Earth. It went anywhere the Commonwealth had a presence the Moon, Mars base, even several Venus observation platforms. If the Commonwealth was there, so was the conflict. Throughout the solar system, on ships dedicated to the Commonwealth, fanatics would mutiny, declare allegiance to the Keepers of Liberty, and use those vessels to fight for the cause. Most of these were only tugs, but some were top-of-the-line warships.
5: That's it, Captain. We got the last of them. Good work, everyone. Wish we had gotten here sooner. They killed everyone in here.
6: Are you certain of that, Sam? Are you?
5: (laughs) Thompson, how can you be alive?
6: That's a very good question, Sam. How can I be alive? The dead tore into me the moment they got into the bay. Not very friendly about it, I can tell you. See, they ripped one of my arms right off, tore my guts open, and disemboweled me. Didn't even buy me dinner first. I feel so used. Oh, and let's not forget this massive hole in my head. Where my brain should be. He's not alive, Sam. He's one of them. Ah, how astute of you, Captain Lancer. I can't help but wonder what gave it away. Hmm? How do you know our names? Because Thompson knew your name. Now everything he knew is part of us.
5: You're it, aren't
3: you?
0: The thing that's controlling the dead. Oh
6: no, my dear Donna. I am not the darkness. No, I am its willing servant. You may call me Zahan.
4: Why are you doing this to us? Why are you trying to
6: kill us? Because the darkness must grow.
5: That's not much of an answer.
6: It is the answer. Today you have delayed the inevitable. What is life? Nothing more nothing else. When you destroy this body, I will simply find another and another. After that, I'll keep coming for you, all of you. There is life, then darkness. There is nowhere you can run from me. No place you can hide where I won't find you. In the end, you shall all die, and the darkness will grow. <laughs> right, I've had
4: enough of this. Engineering, this is the captain.
5: Cat here, boss.
4: How long till the engine is up and running?
5: Another eight minutes to full power.
4: Good. Captain's bridge.
3: The
4: bridge? Number one, tell Art to make final preparation for launch. I want us airborne in ten minutes and done with this planet. So
3: am I, Captain.
4: Okay, people, you know your jobs. Get to them. What do you want me to do about the remains, Captain? Vend them into space. Then seal this bay off till repairs can be made. Understood, sir.
3: The Commonwealth Conflict lasted for seven years. In the end, the rebellion was put down and the United Commonwealth prevailed. By then, I was part of the corporation, trained to be a leader of people in the matters of value to the corporation. But I have to be honest, nothing in my training prepared me for what I'm facing now. Lost in deep space, "'Cut off from home. I have no help and no support. "'Worse, I answer to a man of war, Captain Lancer, "'a toy soldier commanding a dilapidated mining tug "'patched up with a few upgrades. "'The fact that it hasn't fallen to pieces during our voyage "'is nothing short of a miracle. "'In the time that I have been the ship's first officer,' Many of the crew have been killed on our journey. The way things are going, I can't help but fear that none of us will live to see our homes again. Number one, engine status. I don't know how Jeeves did it, but Cat reports the engine core is at full power. Helm, how are we looking?
6: Main drives are online and at station keeping. We can launch any time you want.
0: I've plotted a course for the warp station. At full thrust, we can be there in just under 20 minutes.
4: I like what I'm hearing, people. All hands, this is the captain. Prepare for departure.
3: All sections report ready, captain.
4: Good. Art, I want this zombie-infested mud ball in our rearview mirror. You got it, Captain. Here we go.
0: If I
3: ever see another zombie again, it'll be too soon. Somehow, I don't think we've seen the last of them. Sometimes I wonder about the future. My future. Will it be wandering about, lost in space for the rest of my days? Or will we get lucky and somehow reach Earth? The only thing I am certain about is that I have a role to play now. I must be a strong presence. I lead people now who feel lost and afraid. I share that fear. Alone. Here in my quarters, I can admit that. But like Captain Lancer, I am not allowed to show it. We have to be calm, the crew's eye in the storm. We must wear a brave face, a mask, a shield against the unknown. If we don't, everyone suffers, or dies. People get their strength from us. So for now, I shall play the roles set before me. I am the first officer of the Art Bell. I will aid the captain in his mission to get this ship and crew home. That's my job. Until something better comes along, of course. A girl has to keep her options open. After all, who knows what we're going to find out here amongst the stars...
2: We're clear of the planet, Captain. Everything is functioning perfectly.
4: Professor Baker, how soon can we make a jump?
2: I've made contact with the warp
1: station. We can make a jump as soon as we're in range. Which won't be long.
3: We're closing in on it now.
6: Good. Let's make it happen. Who knows? Maybe this time we'll actually jump back to Earth.
3: It would be nice. But you'll forgive me if I don't bet on it.
6: Here we go again.
2: You have been listening to Far Horizons, Season 2, Episode 2, My Name is Ruin, written by Eric Busby. Featured in the cast were David Ault as Nicholas Lancer. Julia E as Susan Lockhart. John Specht as Artemis Kane. Jason Harder as Todd Eccleston. Zach Ricks as Sam Reed. Natalie Motti as Donna Briggs. Ellie Hirschman as Joshua Baker. Michael Hudson as Gareth Shaw. Kevin Tremblay as Dr. Sherman Tucker. Meg Sutton as Engineer Cat with Peter Joseph Lewis. The script editor was Joe Medina. Far Horizon theme by Kai Hartley. Additional music composed by Adrian Von Ziegler and Kevin McLeod. This is Mark Boussin. You've been listening to an Eric Busby production. Copyright 2018.
4: Imagine the world around you is nothing but an illusion. Creatures of legend wage endless wars between shadow and light, but you never see it. Even now dark forces threaten reality as we know it, but most people never know they exist. This is the world I walk in. I am called Byron. And these are my chronicles. The Byron Chronicles, available at ericbusbypresents.com, iTunes, Stitcher, and everywhere else podcasts are available.
2: Bolt your doors, lock your windows, turn off your lights, and come with me into the Weird Darkness. I'm Darren Marlar, the creator and host of Weird Darkness, bringing you true stories of the paranormal, supernatural, mysterious, macabre, unsolved, and unexplained. New episodes seven days a week. Get the podcast at WeirdDarkness.com or search for Weird Darkness in your favorite podcast app.
0: Prepare for a spying, tingling, nerve-shattering podcast featuring all your favorite monsters.
1: Battleground Productions presents Brass, The Devil in Whitechapel. The place is London, and the year is 1887, in a Victorian world of airships and ethereal batteries, of computational engines and ingenious automatons, where an enlightened empire strives to provide unparalleled blessings of scientific ingenuity to all of its citizens. But a very bright world casts a very dark shadow. And in London, one of the places where its darkness is impenetrable is the district in the East End known as Whitechapel. Join us for a special expedition into mystery, madness, and the uncanny as Lord and Lady Brass go in search of a missing child deep into the world of the Victorian occult, where poets, mediums, and diabolists are all met on the trail of the devil in Whitechapel. Brass on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and wherever you listen to your podcasts.
4: The traffic, Ah!
6: Ah! the boss, the baby. That
5: does it! AD, take me away!
0: Lose your cares in the luxury of a warm audio drama. AD softens the calluses on your soul, leaving you feeling silky smooth as it lifts your spirits. The soft, luxurious, and fragrantly sonic world of audio drama. It's like no other aural experience.
4: Audio drama! I love it.
0: Pamper your soul with an audio drama. Nurture yourself in narrative. AD, now with dynamic panning crystals. Available on the Mutual Audio Network or wherever aural narratives are sold.